So the students of the graduating class of 2019 of Morehouse College um, don't have any worries and any bills to play as far as school because Robert F. Smith pe- pledged to pay off their student you loans. You are... Their student loans. Okay. You are, their student loans. You are eight years too late. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is not about... Mr. Smith. Why is this... And you went to the wrong school. <laughs> Why is everybody getting so upset? All right. Where were you when I needed you, brother? Everyone's getting so upset. I get, no, no, I get I'm it, though. No, I'm not upset at all. That's a blessing. I would have been... Yeah. Oh, gosh. Wow. Right. Wow! Did you see the guy's face behind him? He yeah. Was, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> what? What? I would have had people the same started paying reaction. attention. Right? They didn't know at first. They was like, they. It sounded emotional. The reaction sounded. It wasn't like a clap. It was like, huh? It <laughs> 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 was chanting. That was great. That's amazing, and and I feel like, you know who's really pissed? Sally Mae. That was really pissed. I mean, like, okay. So I mean, this man is a—he's a billionaire. He's worth five has to be five billion dollars. Last year, he surpassed Oprah as the number one African American in the country, um, as the most as the most wealthiest African American in the country. He has five billion. So this little forty million to him, he'll make that back in his yeah, sleep. And it's nothing. It's nothing. Wow. wow. Yo, the rest of you black millionaires, billionaires, you need to step it up. That is so crazy. All right. All y'all walking around here talking about black excellence, this, black excellence, that, diddy. All right. Stop. (laughs) That's fucked up. That's fucked up. I'm joking. joking. That would be awesome, though. But I I would like to see more like this, even if it's not paying off the full thing it'd be nice to from this from here on i think he helped i hope he's helped to set a precedent it'd be nice to have um wealthy black people give back by contributing something to hbcus right like not even the full thing but something to help their students yeah i agree i agree and then i also feel like this makes me wish like wow I don't know. Like it, 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 I think it inspired a lot of people to like want to pursue education. But I don't know if it's because like they're thinking that I'm gonna get my bills paid after, I'm gonna get my loans paid off, or it's like because it's not gonna happen next year. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. Unless Maybe. we step it up, let's hope. Not, let's hope. Let's, we can hope. I don't want to claim that it won't happen. Hopefully, he set a precedent to make other people step up and do something. Maybe not pay the full or somebody, thing, or somebody wants to top it. That'd be even better. Right, now, now, what I don't want. That scares me because what I don't want is no topping war, no bidding war. Because then you start getting to niggas with illegal money who be saying that they got it but don't got it, and you be thinking your student loans is paid, and then six months later you get a message from Sally Mae like, uh, or, sis, or scam likely, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I don't want no war. I don't want no bidding war. But I think that that would be nice, though. It would. Let's start the show. I've I've been working all night, now I need to hear you call my name Where you at? On the way, how far? On the way, poppin', poppin' on the way How far we take it all the way, yeah, 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 yeah I've been going all day and now I need to Welcome back to another episode of the On The Way Podcast Where we give it to you straight 
In this space, we won't say anything behind your back that we won't say to your face. We keep you up to date with the latest music, news, and everything related while you are on the way. I'm Khalil. And I'm Sylvie. And this is the On The Way Podcast. You can listen to this podcast on the way to Chicago tomorrow for one of your best friends slash brothers' weddings. That's amazing. Yeah. You can listen to this podcast on the way to Mexico for vacation. Amen. Yes. I'm going to come back black as leather, and I can't wait. Okay. <laughs> it up, it down. Wow. <laughs> I, think the, I think the cartel messed down there and died down. Wow. I think it died down. Just wow. Be careful. <laughs> it's amazed. But either way, anyway, this is the On The Way podcast. Black Queen. Yes. Sylvie Jones. How are you? I'm feeling a little blessed today. I'm thankful to be alive in this space, in this moment, in this time. Um, shifting my moods like the weather has been shifting its mood this whole week. Went from mm. summer in the beginning of the week to like a a, a sprint, a fallish, windy. yeah, like a like a windy fall, and mm. then like a you know with the with the hint of winter. Then we're back into spring. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's y'all season because y'all love that spring thing. I was never a spring fan myself. Oh, I love spring and mm-hmm. fall. I just don't mm-hmm. like the pollen. It's the perfect in-between. It's just not, spring is just not too hot, not too cold. Fall is the same way. Summer is just, it's like daggone Drogon from Game of Thrones with fire-breathing dragon just breathing. <sighs> just hot every day. But the but no, because, mm-hmm. and and what I appreciate about summer is that you won't be surprised. Or you won't have to like, let me wear a sweater during the day and then maybe a bathing suit at night. Like, it's not like. You're right. You won't be surprised. You come outside and it's 110 degrees. Let's get it. Mm -mm. (laughs) Let's Mm -mm. get it. Mm -mm. Oh, and side note. The good white um, man took us away from Africa for a reason. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm just joking. Since you mentioned Game of Thrones and I have not seen that one episode. um, I didn't get there. You didn't ask me how I'm doing yet. I I had the pleasure of looking at memes memes and things and and the internet going crazy Mm. off of the ending Mm. to to your favorite series about dragons and kissing and fucking cousins and shit. Um, But other than that, I'm blessed. Yes, I'm going away soon. Very excited for that. Um, a lot of last minute things that need to get done, but I'm doing it. How are you, Khalil? I'm good. Mm. <laughs> good. <laughs> like I said, I'm heading to Chicago tomorrow for right. the first time ever. Right, beautiful. Planning out my summer 2019. You just brought up Game of Thrones. All right, so I heard everyone's panties are in a bunch. Can but- you hear... The difference in my voice from six weeks ago when I was excited that it was coming back. You know what I heard? I heard that the way that it ended was the way that it was supposed to. No, it wasn't the way it was supposed (laughs) to. All right. Well, we don't actually know because the the writer of the books is based on books. Right. They finished the series before the guy finished the books. They got ahead of him. Okay. Even though he started in the 90s. Okay. He's still not finished. Okay. 20 years later. All right. So, um, <laughs> and so we don't actually know 
he's we're told that he gave them the ending that he wanted similar but we don't know if they if they got there the same way they condensed this last season into six episodes as opposed to ten they were longer episodes and the first I was down but they really rushed some things and they could have taken some time to explain it uh, they could have at least given us eight episodes instead of six it wasn't bad I understood the way it happened it could have been worse I'm not totally upset with it but they just brought out a lot of things there's something in theater like when you do scripts you don't put something in a script Unless you plan on um, using it. You okay. don't put a prop in the script unless you plan on using it. You don't put people and characters and stuff in there unless you plan on talking about it. So there was a lot of stuff that's been in there from previous seasons that we were just expecting them to wrap up. But because they didn't wrap up, it just makes you feel like, well, what was I paying attention to all that other stuff for in the first place? To keep you distracted. Okay. Just when you insert that the R, the R. Kelly meme with the Ken Take. I don't know where Black Lives Matter came from. Still working on new music. Because um, the white supremacy mm-mm, mm-mm. sits on the throne of your mind. I am also preparing for my show, What? <laughs> At the Bitter End next Friday, uh, May the 31st at 1030. We have this, like, no. You won't drag white supremacy into this. (laughs) We had our first rehearsal last night. I love my background singers, Kayla and Kiana. I love them. And shout out to JT. Shout out to those queens. Shout out to JT. And shout out to JT for stepping in and being able to play the keys. Free JT. No, not not, mm -mm, (laughs) different JT. So I'm doing well. (laughs) Let's jump into the weekly playlist. To keep up with our weekly playlist, follow us on Instagram at InstinctENT, where we release it every Wednesday. This week, we've got Fever by Megan The Stallion, Igor by Tyler The Creator. All these the, Megan The, Tyler The. <laughs> it's actually Megan The. Oh, excuse me. You forgot the, the e. Megan The Stallion. Mm-hmm. Igor by Tyler The Creator. Yeah, his The guy. Falling Man by Duckworth and Father of Assad by DJ Khaled. And Assad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> boy, big man. This week I had Fever by Megan Thee Stallion. Um, she is a 24 year old lyricist from Houston, Texas. And I was. Yes, lyricist. Yes, lyricist. I was put on to her by a friend in late 2018 um, when he played the single Big Old Freak off of her Tina Snow mixtape and like instant download from there. Mm-hmm. Um, she was practically raised in the studio thanks to her mom who um, is a Houston rapper named Hollywood. Um, From the age of 14, she knew that she was destined to rap, uh, but had to wait until she was 21 to pursue her career. Um, And with time, she she perfected her craft while still pursuing her education. Um, Like right now, she's currently a junior in college as a rapper. Really? Yes. She's still in school. Um, In 2016, she released her first mixtape, Rich Ratchet in 2018, her second mixtape, Tina Snow, and most recently releasing, uh, well, um, leading up to the Weeks of Fever, um, her mom had passed away, mm-hmm. who was also her manager, um, which was like a shocker to me because it was like so sudden, and I was just like, you know, she did have cancer, but I felt like, damn, like right when your career is at a certain point, you know, something happens. Sometimes that's how that happens. That's how that happens. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. Um, I've been anticipating this project because, like I said, I got attracted to her because she can actually rap. She can actually freestyle. All right, now, be careful now. You got Wizard Kelly over there now, all right? What you talking about? Wizard Kelly's, I put him on. 
okay. he can't stop listening to yeah, <laughs> her no. at all. Right, 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 right. Like she, I had to actually look at some of her freestyles, her radio freestyles. Like she could really freestyle. Mm-hmm. And a lot of lyricists, well, a lot of rappers, quote unquote, nowadays can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, not saying there's anything wrong with the writers, but if you're saying, hey, spit a hot 16 real quick that you did not write before, they can't do it. Mm-hmm. And her, she can. She mm-hmm. has confidence in her her words and her actions, her her appearance, her stage pres- performance, her presence in general. I love that about her. Um, with this album, she has production from uh, Juicy J, who he's heavy on the track. Casey, Casey. Wait, Sp- how you start his song? Be like, shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! <laughs> shut the fuck up! Um, Lil Ju made the beat. Uh, prolific beats. Suede. Um, Suede, the remix guy, um, DJ Choose, DJ Will A, um, Concept P, um, Super Mario. And yeah, she had released um, a single sex talk back in March. And when she released that, I was like, okay, this is like raunchy like her other music, but I'm excited for Fever. And just, I've just stand the whole project. Um, Realer, um, Cash Shit with the Baby. Um, Simon Says. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. One. Featuring Juicy J. Simon Says, put your hands on your hips. Yeah. Simon Says, put your hands on your knees. Ay. Simon Says, put your hands on your feet. Ay. Simon Says, bust it open like a freak. Ay. playing that like ever since it came out um best you ever had money good ratchet bring drink bring drink is so like laid back and like mm-hmm. like like it's like the most won't. it's like the most sentimental song on the on album. the project like, why are you always <laughs> drink looking in your drink you don't right. ever pay me no attention all you care about is your big drink like i just oh my always goodness sipping on that scissor Oh my goodness! And then like shake that. Are like, you saying Wizard Kelly be sipping on scissor pen, ignoring you or something? No. <laughs> don't be don't be throwing don't be throwing Wizard Kelly under the bus like that because you heard an album. Hell no! But oh, all right. I'm just saying. Um, and then running up freestyle, and I just love the fact that there's so many bops for us mm-hmm. to blast this whole summer and get on your nerves with. And ultimately, I love Megan the Megan the Stallion. Who was also headlining not only the main stage at this year's Summer Jam, but oh. also the summer stage. So we're splitting up songs, mixtapes. I don't know. It's I don't still care. Weird to me, it's but yeah, it is. Haven't have we really never found out why you that's happening? Give away the surprise before it. Like why I want to see him in the parking lot and on the stage. Like, right. It's weird, but it is right. And there's a few artists that are doing that as well. Yeah. But still, so happy for her. Still so excited for her. And um, yeah. I really love this project. I thought that as a female rapper, as a as a lady rapper, this is the way to come out of the gate. Like we've seen great debuts. Cardi had a great one last year. This is another way to do it. It was completely authentic and it didn't remind me of any other female rapper. No, it didn't. I love the cover of it. It's like black exploitation movies called yes. Fever. And it's just that's <laughs> a, like we haven't seen that in a while. That's a great way to come out. It catches the eye. I loved all these songs, yo. Like if you're gonna be ratchet, just be ratchet and go for it. And you got to see different levels of Ratchet, but that she could still really spit. Um, I loved, I loved WAB, whack mm-hmm. ass, B, whack ass bitch. Um, best you ever had. Oh man, Simon says, money good. 
Money Good is an anthem. You know, she just has anthems on here. This is the way to do a um, a ratchet but awesome first album, debut album. She's got staying power. She's got a fan in me. I'll say that. Amen. This week mm-hmm. from my first album. Dang. This week from my first album, I had Igor by Tyler the Creator. Talk about it. Ten years after the debut of his first album, he's back with his sixth studio album, Igor. To preface this, Tyler released a press release for the project right before, and it said, hmm, Igor, this is not Bastard, this mm-hmm. is not Goblin, this is not Wolf, this is not Cherry Bomb, this is not Flower Boy. This is Igor. Pronounced Igor. Don't go into this expecting a rap album. Don't go into this expecting any album. Just go. Just jump into it. I believe the first listen works best of all, best all the way through. I agree. Uh, no skips front to back. No distractions either. No distractions either. Right. Like this, mm, he's outlining, in my opinion, exactly how you're supposed to how listen, supposed to, an to, listen to an album. No distractions either. No checking your phone. No watching TV. No holding convo. Full attention toward the sounds where you can form your own opinion and feelings toward the album. Some go on walks, some drive, some lay in bed and sponge it all up. Whatever it is you choose, fully indulge with volume. As much as I would love to paint a picture and tell you my favorite moments, I would rather you form your own. This is my favorite part. If we ever cross paths, feel free to articulate what those moments were for you. Keep it timely, though. I'm not trying to have an Oprah episode. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Smelly much. Mucho. Um, I think he outlined exactly how you're supposed to listen to an album. And I pretty much did exactly that. I just elevated and then I laid down and I zoned out. And it was an awesome journey. It was a great project. His creativity and production gets better and better each time. I also find it funny, though, that as much as he projects like this anti kind of caricature, caricature, um, within his image each project i find him being even more transparent about love which yes whether it's a relationship with a girl or with himself he's never been afraid of that um on this project i love the first track which set the tone perfectly igor's theme uh the current single earthquake with mm. tracy ellis ross in the video is pretty funny uh, exactly what you run from you end up chasing yes. even though it was only a 14 second interlude that's one of the truest lessons i've learned so when you have a platform sending little reminders like that in between bangers when an album is cool i wasn't uh it wasn't it wasn't overkill it was just right running out of time was also an awesome chill vibe and i like when he and frank be putting that little sound over their voices make them sound like they 12 yeah. <laughs> some of these songs actually sound like he could have produced on blonde or endless mm-hmm. um a boy is a gun is a really transparent record about avoiding rejection i loved hearing kanye's ill lyrics and his little voice on puppet but i think my fave was probably gone gone slash thank you I think I remember speaking to you about this last week about how such 
how much of an artist Tyler is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made me look back at before the whole eating the roach thing, how we were introduced to him. Mm-hmm. It was like he was doing that for a reason. It was, you know, it's not because I just want to be gross and, you know, immature. Like, this was all like, this is all thought out. This is all the blueprint. It was like, planned to it get was attention for his actual music, but it worked because right. it, it really drew worked. you in, and he actually had the gimmick. I mean, the not the the gimmick drew you in, but he actually had the talent, uh, staying power to keep you there. He did. Um, it wasn't they until Flower Boy. I still don't understand why Odd Future disbanded. I think that they all benefit from each other. They but do, but ahead. I. But you know, um, it wasn't until I saw him perform. Um, Flower Boys set at Coachella, mm-hmm. and I was performing it. Where I was like, "Wow, this! We've watched this young man mature, and really take his time to show his art, and so that you can appreciate it, and so you can feel what he's saying. Like that's how I felt. Like when I watched this whole set in, at Coachella, I was like, "Wow, okay, this isn't like whatever you thought Tyler was. This isn't him." Um, I loved Igor. I loved the art. Um, the cover art, I love the videos. I just love the fact that Tyler can be just so transparent and to show that, you know, it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to be anything. It's okay to be straight edge. It's okay to, to, to not fit in. It's okay to just be yourself and to stop being weird and, and, and to stop being looked at as, and to stop thinking of yourself as, oh, I'm weird or this and that, you know, putting yourself in this box. like. But it is okay. not okay to eat roach. <laughs> <laughs> Just a joke. Unless that's your only choice. Okay. Uh, for my second album this week, I had The Falling Man by Duckworth. Uh, apparently they're a band. Oh. From California. It's not Kendrick Lamar. It's not, which <laughs> it's not his other other stage name. <laughs> it's not. And no. and and let me doing my research <laughs> reminded me that so many times. Like every time I enter in Duckworth, all I all pop up which is like either a UK band or Kendrick Lamar. You gotta but, leave out the O. But I've huh? You've gotta leave out the O from Duckworth. Then it becomes the who we're talking about. Yes, now. yes, yes. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Duckworth. Duckworth. This week I had Falling Man by Duckworth. Um, he's a rapper and songwriter named Jared Lee. Um, he's from Los An- South Los Angeles, California. And I first seen his performance, I think, last year or year before. I'm randomly scrolling through Instagram. And I saw, like, this man jumping around. He had locks. He had a tapered haircut. And while he was jumping, he was still performing. And he didn't sound out of breath, and he didn't sound like I'm doing too much at oh, this point. Oh, that's Beyonce's status, right? That's yeah. how I realized he she was, was he the was, one. He was jumping, and he was she still did like in them hills. he was still screaming and, 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 and <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, he was still wow. screaming and performing and things of that nature. <clears throat> okay, not really screaming, but like projecting his voice. Okay. Um, in 2016, he released his first studio album, "I'm Ugly." Um, and in between, we had mixtapes such as the an, an extra ugly mixtape, um, and nowhere. And now we have the first EP, "The Falling Man." Um, Bow was great um, as an intro to the album. I love when artists start off with just like um, one tempo and switch it up to the other, which was great. And I know I've noticed a pattern in his um, his music that he does that often. Worship what you advertise. Frost coming grand disguise. 
fuck that. That boy ain't nothing but trouble. Tell me no God. I can never better your face. Fuck humble. Fall Back was also great. Um, Nobody Falls featuring Kiana Lede was also a great track. And um, 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 Sally Mae was also good. Um, I love the fact that he's also transparent into himself. And he performs with a band. But I think it's just him by himself. Or maybe just that's just, you know, his band or all together. Um, they seem like a, like, they have like this family vibe. So... I mean, I'm I'm interested. He's signed to Republic Records, and I'm excited to hear some more from him. I also feel like um, artists that you don't really know about, like they're not as indie, but you, you're not really familiar with, you should give them a chance because don't wait until like some like a like a well known artist like a Drake or Rihanna would like put them into their IG story or something, and then you're just like, oh my god, I want to look up this person. You know, it's like we should really give all musics like a chance. The EP Higher by Khalil Dinkin <laughs> streaming on Apple Music, Tidal, and Spotify, and any other streaming platform where you get your daily dose of music. Yes, plug. For my second album this week, I had Father of Assad by DJ Khaled. This is Khaled's 11th studio album after debuting in 2006. As usual, the features on Khaled's album are stellar. They include Buju Bantan, Cardi B, 21 Savage, Chris Brown, Lil Wayne, Big Sean, SZA, Meek Mill, Jeremiah, Travis Scott, Nas, CeeLo, Jeezy, Rick Ross, Lil Wayne, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Future, Justin Bieber, Chance the Rapper, Big Sean, John Legend, and Nipsey Hussle. Yes, I did also leave off a couple people. (laughs) Uh, so let's get into it with so many features on this album it's hard to have a cohesive sound in my opinion Okay. but I did enjoy the majority of the album just not in order Um, I loved Wish Wish featuring Cardi in 21 let's talk about Just Us the Khaled Scissor record why you say it like that wow a lot of people I mean there was such hype for it and all these visuals for it before the video dropped and so I'm expecting a lot Okay. then I listen and the first thing I hear is the outcast Miss Jackson beat a little remastered but that track on it's own goes but that but but I'm not to cut you off but Khaled does that like the other project we listened to with Khaled with Khaled he did the same thing I mean wild wild thoughts well was what? let me finish but yeah right but it's all the difference with that. See, it's already a red flag because they did all this promo for a non-original song, which seemed odd to me. Like they hyped it up like this is like something fresh and new. Right. So when I heard it, I was like, I know this. Ain't this? <laughs> then I, then I listened, and I love SZA, but Miss mm-hmm. Jackson. The difference between the two songs, Maria, Maria, and no, they're both iconic, but I don't know. They just flipped that one better. This Miss Jackson is too iconic of a song for me to block out the original lyrics and substitute them for the R&B verse that SZA wrote. Um, it just didn't match, in my opinion. And SZA didn't say anything memorable that could top Andre and Big Boy's lyrics, in my Mac opinion. against the wall. <laughs> That's the thing. So the song, I mean, the song used to be on Kids Bop, for God's sake. Oh, Little white God. kids oh, in the commercial nice. rapping about... Never meant to make your daughter cry. Yo, they said, yo, never meant to make your daughter cry. I apologize. <laughs> Sorry, Miss Jackson. 
Ooh, I am for real. <laughs> that video. Like, yeah, but Lil Kids is in a Kid Bop video singing it. So it just felt like more of a mixtape than an album record. Okay. Uh, so there's that. Meek Mill and Lil Baby. <laughs> Meek Mill and Lil Baby on Whether the Storm Was Great it was and good. It'll Get You Hype. Big Boy Talk made me so glad to hear Rick Ross back on a beat that is fitting for Rick Ross. <clears throat> and he and Jeezy together is always an amazing pairing. Um, I need a new Ross album. If okay, listening. yeah. I, I like if you've ever heard 2010's Teflon Don. That, what are you talking right, about? Of course, that, <laughs> album, that album alone will just put an imprint on you of like that'll make you like Ross. One of the best albums of 2010. It, it, I think New York Times named it the best album of 2010. It had like three or four like like singles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the freaking you sample and song was cool too. That was cool. It was nice hearing Wayne. I wasn't on mad that. about that. Yeah, yeah. Of course, there was Top Off with Jay and Future, with Jay, Beyonce, and Future. Yeah. So, which some people were confused as to why it was on the album and people thought it was on the previous album, but that was Shining. Y'all remember Shining? Shining. <laughs> <laughs> Not y'all remember, like yeah. we didn't know. That was on Grateful. That was, mm-hmm. which came out in 2017. Mm-hmm. So, Top Off came out as a single in 2018 when she called out Tiffany. For blowing up, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for biting her face. <laughs> <laughs> um, no brainer featuring Justin and Chance was cool. Uh, it was a nice little teeny bop. Yeah, that came out like um like last summer. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Um, I liked "Thank You" featuring Big Sean. Yeah. Holy Ground featuring Buju Bantan ended the project, and it was really dope because he used Lauren Hill's Zion, yes. um, the, the guitar strings from that to create a song. And it was cool. Like, they made that one their own. I really liked that. But I also loved... Talk Hi- about it. Higher yes. featuring John Legend and Nipsey Hussle. You keep taking me higher and higher. Yeah. But don't you know that the devil is a liar? I know. I'd rather see me down, put my soul in the fire. But we keep going higher, higher. Talk to him, talk to him. Emptied out the clip, it was broad day. Fuck niggas always gotta learn the hard way. We gon' tape it off if we ball play. Put a half a moon crescent on your ball fade. Police hit the lights, that's a car chase. Looking back at my life, make my heart race. Dance with the devil and test all faith. I was thinking chess moves, but it was God grace. The EP Higher is by Khalil Daniel. It's streaming on Apple Music. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. I loved their, um, I loved Higher. It was really nice. It was a, it was, I kind of thought it was going to be something like that. When you hear. John. John. <laughs> but especially when it's mixed with a, with a rapper. Like John mm-hmm. can collab with anybody. But there's a certain kind of sound that you hear when he's with rappers. And it's okay to depend on that. I really enjoyed right. it. Right. And I love how he capped the song. Um, you mentioned every song that I did enjoy as well. Um, I didn't I didn't hate Just Us, but I see what you're saying. Like, it, you did, I think because everybody has in their mind, like, 
I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. And it's like, it's just us against, against the world. world. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> you could have wrote this on another <laughs> song. The there's there's several other yeah. songs that I know Khaled yeah. got in that archive. I feel like, yeah, I feel like um, SZA with that instrumental was a little bit off. But it wasn't like as off like it was a bad song. But it was, like you said, it could have been on another instrumental. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, Wish Wish. Um, I did like Jealous, You Stay, featuring Meek Mill, J Balvin. Um, of course, Higher, because, you know. And Nipsey, and it was ugh. when he, he, I think he like he posted like um, yeah, he posted like some post about it and in the video and saying how Nipsey's vision, how everything wanted to come together because they filmed it, of course, before um, he, yeah, way yeah. before he passed and things of that nature. So it was um, <clears throat> that was beautiful. I did not mind um, freaking you, um, because you know Wh- Wayne's little like playful lyrics, like you know that. We're not gonna get like this the old wheezy again. We're gonna get like play for wheezy, like mm. you know. So, <laughs> mm. so, <laughs> so I did enjoy that as well. Um, and wish, wish. I feel like wish, like Cardi, wish. Cardi, and and Twenty One are great. Like you know, collabing. They collabed with um, Bartier Cardi, mm-hmm. and I still play that to this day. So, and am I am I wrong? I think this is the first Khaled Cardi collab. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised not to hear Drake or Nicki on this album, but then I went back and looked at Grateful from 2017 and Drake's up on there. And I, it won't be long before him and Nicki do a, whatchamacallit. Who was telling me? You were telling me that we would like to hear Megan and Nicki come together. Yes, I did nice. say that That would be beautiful mm-hmm. if, if, if Nicki came together with someone and did not have any hate towards it mm-hmm. or any shade. And she was willing to work with the next girl. Co- with the next girl and actually collabed. But you know, if Nikki and Megan collabed, people look at Nikki like, so you gonna collab with Megan? Well, but of course, she wouldn't well, collab with... At this point, there's nothing she can do. Ne- the next person she collabs with, they're gonna be like, so you could do that, but you couldn't do it. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. But I also feel like... They set know, themselves up for that. Like they, they Like, they have that beef now. Until they make up... I don't know how we got into Nicki and Cardi, but until they make up, it's always gonna revolve the around. same way we saw Foxy <laughs> Brown this week and the way that they got her back by playing oh Lil Kim on the stage. Like that nice. is a, it's a, like they probably are over it, but in people's minds, they always know that it's when you think of Foxy Brown, the anti is Lil Kim, and that's right. really unfortunate. So until they make up, that's something that they've set for for life for hip hop history. Yep, it is. You know. It is until they collab and they they show genuine like yo we don't have no beef like mm-hmm. we're good. Mm-hmm. I, I think Hello Free is over. I would still love to see Lil Kim and Foxy do that, honestly. But who knows? This week for our honorable mentions, we had Gran Turismo by Currency and Static Selecta, Of Mice and Men by Wu Tang Clan, and the singles Groceries by Chance the Rapper, featuring. Tiza Korean and Murder Bing, Murder Beats, and OK by Kirkman. So I'm going to be OK. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm going to be OK. Sing. Dark right now, but I still see the light. Come on. Why do we hate one another? Yeah. When love is the most beautiful color, it takes away the pain. I hope somebody.
And now it's time for Music News. So Jay-Z and Timbaland are being sued for $2 million, which doesn't sound like a lot Pocket to them. change. Right. <clears throat> Jump change. But still, they want to be giving that away. That's somebody's whole life. It is. Like some, <laughs> whole it life is. for somebody. They used an unauthorized sample of the 1969 Soul Sample um, in the song Paper Chase from the Hard Not Life album and Toe to Toe from Genuine's 100% Genuine album. Like, that's nuts. How many years ago was that? How many years ago was Hard Knock Life, yo? That was like 90-what? <laughs> how how, how is the person just finding it? Whoever made that song, did you just hear Hard Knock Life? I want to know what made you hear Hard Knock Life. Let's see, what year was this? What year was this album? This album came like out. This album came out. Something the Yeah, I think I remember. Okay, Volume 2, Hard Knock Life. I remember that. That came out in 1998. Yeah. January 1st, 1998. How are you 21 years later just hearing this and breaking this case? Go ahead. Go well, ahead. Well, 81-year-old soul singer Erin Hines. Oh, she said <laughs> So she was 61 when she didn't hear it then. <laughs> <laughs> but eight twenty years later, go ahead. Um, they're filing the suit with Jay Z and Timbaland, along with their labels Rockefeller, Def Jam, Universal, and Sony. Mm. The lawsuit alleges that Timbaland sampled his song "Put Me Out the Flame in My Heart" twice in the nineties, and that Hines was unaware of the samples and he does not listen to rap music. That's why. Okay. Um, the suit alleges that Hines never received any payment or acknowledgement acknowledgement of the sample. Um, so give my two million dollars. That's basically what he said. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Period. I mean, <laughs> at, I, at the same token, Period. if you owe me my money, give me my money. Pay my shit on time. <laughs> I mean, that's, my, that's probably <laughs> that's probably like a blessing. Imagine what if he was like, what if he was broke? Imagine what if he was like broke, and then one day he just happened to be laying around listening somebody, to the internet, mm-hmm. and he was on the YouTube, and he. Heard his, he went into a Jay Z rabbit hole, and all of a sudden and heard he heard. Chase. He said, "Oh, sounds like Lord, I know that it was you, God." Or <laughs> <laughs> even toe to toe. These are not even singles. That's the funny part. Like these are not even like. Singles. These are like B side records. Yeah. <laughs> when you said it, I was like, "What song is that?" Because I mean, from 100% genuine, I know what's so different. Like you know, I don't know. Uh, no, I know so anxious, but I don't know like toe to toe. I didn't even write. So. I know pony and so anxious. Mm, pay me my money. In those jeans. And all money. those TGT hits. You Pay do that money. thing, genuine. Okay. Uh, so this week it was announced <laughs> that Pat Houston, wow. sister-in-law to Whitney Houston, an executor of her estate, has teamed with a New York boutique music and marketing company, Primary Wave. The partnership will include a touring hologram, plans for a Broadway musical, branding deals, and making unreleased music public. Why? According to the New York Times, as part of the agreement, Primary Wave will acquire 50% of the estate's assets, which include the singer's royalties from music and film, merchandising, and the right to exploit her name and likeness. I'm just on the fence because all these posthumous decisions make me uneasy, as as they always do, because the person is not here to defend themselves or their work. Whitney's namesake alone is, is is her namesake status alone is already not pristine in everyone's eyes. 
And moves like this can do damage or elevate a career, but it's just more scary because the person isn't here to have a say-so. Okay, number one. I would hate to see her legacy tainted with uh, uh, even more, but some of these things sound like a great idea. I would love to see a Whitney musical, a Broadway musical. There's so much story there and so many great songs to really delve deeper and understand Whitney as an artist and a person. But giving away 50% of her assets to a boutique company is pretty i mean i know no no i'm not knocking independent businesses i'm not knocking startups i that's what we are here i I think that's awesome i think going into that deal i don't know if i won't let me not say that giving away 50 percent of her assets to a boutique company is pretty bold though and i'm just very prayerful that this all works out so all i want to know is during the hologram performance, are we getting different hairstyles and outfits with each song? Are they gonna magically change like while we're watching it on stage? Well, that's well, right, because <laughs> I don't want to. Because you're not going back there. But that's the thing, because they didn't say the way they phrased it. They said a touring hologram. They didn't say a tour with a hologram. So that could mean that they set up like an exhibit. They, so let's say they want to do like a Whitney Houston museum or something in different cities. They just have something that they that could be something that's in the exhibit. I would prefer if they're going to do a hologram, I would prefer that it was like a very specific event where you're like showcasing. It's like a museum or something okay. and you're showcasing something about Whitney. That okay. would make sense to me. I do not know. I don't. And I don't know who is going to go pay for a tour and fill up an arena or okay. a theater to go see. A hologram. Holograms are weird. Yes. Um, Once again, when Tupac of... <laughs> said, what's up, Coachella? <laughs> Nobody in the crowd said anything. <laughs> Y'all made me think and still refueled my fire that that man is alive. I was up at 3 a.m. in the morning, sitting in the dark, looking at my phone at the live stream, just like, what the fuck? <laughs> so what's up, Coachella? We was so all we said, like, what the fuck is up, Coachella? <laughs> It's like, uh, nothing, <laughs> nothing, girl. Snoop was responding to him and shit. Right, they was talking. Yo, Snoop, you ready? Yeah, dog, I'm ready. Oh, my God. Like, whoa. This is weird, guys. It's Hold weird. Up. Hold up. It's weird. Um, I feel like there's other ways to honor people. I feel like we've gotten movies. We've gotten documentaries. We've, I feel like we've gotten more than enough. Um, So I'm good without it. But I do feel like if this is going to play out, I would love for it to be done beautifully. We don't need a lot, you know. Just I, I think we should just let her rest beautifully. Unreleased music um, would be nice, but at the same time, since the artist is not there, you don't know exactly how they, unless unless they, they've written out or they've recorded or said, this is how I want this project to sound and things of that nature and, you know, X, Y, and Z. Unless that thing is going to sound like Michael Jackson's posthumous <laughs> album, Escape with Blue Gangsta on it. Right. No, even then. Like, I love that album, but, like, I don't think it, nobody remembers that album. Mm-hmm. Nobody remembers that. Isn't that the one that had the... Um, love what you gonna do? Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Love never felt mm-hmm. this good. Mm-hmm. Right. Baby, in and out my life. Right, but love. still, it's like, you know, hey, I love this. Thanks. But, hmm. mm-hmm. Like, I feel like when an artist passed, 
um, passes away, the album that comes out right after they pass away because they had just finished that album and it's, it was complete. Let and that it's be really, it. Let that be it. Like XXX, mm. let that be it. Right. You know, um, when you release more and more and more and more, it's like, Mm-mm. I don't know. This seems a little, it just doesn't seem like it's, it was genuinely like, this is how they wanted it. Mm-hmm. Even if that's what they said. One one last album and that's it. You gotta learn how to let people go, not let them go, but just let them let their legacy let live. Them, yo, their legacy speaking volumes. Like all you that, know? I think all that other stuff will die down after a while. I think Whitney will be remembered for her music. Like that, there's yeah, she had some some rough patches, but I we think the rec, the records far outweigh. I think they'll stand the test of time more than what she, her, her, you know, her turmoils were. On the way, listeners, are you looking forward to hearing new music from Whitney Houston? Tweet us at On the Way Weekly and let us know what you think. We're gonna go. And we'll be right back. We're back, and it's time to get into the blackness. Don't touch my head. This is me against the world. Who taught you to hate your family? The blackness. Keep it, keep on. Here we talk about the world, i.e. black, political, and social issues, as we see them through our point of view. What's going on this week, Khalil? Well, this week, a hop, skip, and a jump away down the road in Philadelphia. The DA, the defense attorney, the Philadelphia DA, which is the top prosecutor in Philadelphia, the top prosecutor said that he even thinks that Meek Mill deserves a new trial and a new judge. Um... The district attorney, Larry Krasner, uh, his office said that Judge Janice Brinkley, they incited impartiality on Judge Janice Brinkley and said that her decision to check in on Meek Mill at a homeless shelter where he was doing community service was inappropriate. And at the time when she checked in, she also criticized him for doing more. There's people who you set up for stuff like that. Like if you're going to sentence somebody, then there's somebody else who goes and checks up on the person. You don't be the, the judge, jury, and the executioner all at the same time. Um, there's an agenda. Well, she, right. she had an agenda. Um, he said that she should get an, he should get a new trial with a different judge. And he said that the court abuses discretion when it imposed the sentence on Mill. Uh, he had asked for a new trial, but his requests have been shot down. And his appeal, he continues to, to make more appeals. I think at this point, it's obvious to see that. I, honestly, when it first came out, I didn't really understand what was going on. Like, when when the details first, first came out, like a year and a half ago, I just thought Meek was, like, skipping on probation, didn't want to obey, didn't want to do whatchamacallit. You know? And then, you know, as just as we watch and listen and, and hear this whole thing play out, we just learned this lady... Is somebody who, for some reason, has a vendetta against him. Either has a vendetta. I don't even know if she has a vendetta. I think that, like, you know what I think it is? I think it's like one of those like elitist black people who wants to raise up and change black people, like that pull them up by the bootstrap stuff. Like Steve that, Harvey. Yeah, that like get like me, but <laughs> it's too. It's personal. Like it's. Right. 
This is not your son. This is not somebody for you to use as an example for all black people everywhere. Um, it's nice that you want to be like personally invested, but man, please don't. Okay. We don't need it. And you're doing more, even if you think you're helping, you're doing a lot more harm than you actually are. And it's clear that you don't approve of his lifestyle, the way he lives and how he makes a living. And you want to try to bring about change, but you're not God. You're a judge. You can help, but you're not helping. You're not really doing much to, he's helping himself more. Right. Him and outside parties are doing more to help his situation and other people's situations that are similar to him. And he's been proving that ever right. since he's been released. Like, I've literally never seen or heard of Meek do anything that would lead him back to where he was nope. or anything negative or anything that, that's an example. Like, I've heard him speak about, like, Meek reminds me of someone who, when they get out of prison, like, no, I really don't want to go back. Mm-hmm. Like, I really don't want to go back. And this is how we can change the future. And this is how we can better. And this is how you cannot be like me. You know? To Robert Rameek Williams, you hang in there, brother. Rameek. It's so sad. He's really still not free. Mm -mm. Still. Not at all. Mm -mm. Mm. Well, not not at all. He's a lot freer than he was. Yes, freer, but he's not mm -mm. as free as he should be. Mm -mm. This week for my queen spotlight, I wanted to shine and congratulate Sabrina Fulton. Um, she's running for office in Florida. Come on. Yeah. For those who don't know, Sabrina Fulton's the mother of Trayvon. Who don't know who Sabrina Fulton is? <laughs> Turn this off they, right now. They probably don't know because they probably thought her last name was Turn this name. off right now and go pick up a book. Go pick up the Googles. She's the mother of um, the late Trayvon Martin. The 17-year-old who was armed, who was unarmed, and shot to death um, by someone who's still alive. <clears throat> but she's running for her local office. Uh, she became an activist after the death of her son in Sam in Sanford, Florida, in 2012, making speeches around the country um, as she worked to, to curb gun violence. And now she will aim to affect such change from inside the government. Um, she's contesting the mother of Miami Gardens for a seat on the Miami-Dade Board of County Commissioners. And y'all better vote for her. You better get her in there. You know Florida, they be real. Like, like, like when black people run in the state of Florida, it's almost like I don't even know if there's no guarantee that I'll win this, but I have to do it. I have to do it to prove a point. I have to do it so that there's there are things that need to be talked about that need to be discussed and if nobody does them now then it won't get done exactly and sometimes they're just they're just worthy causes when you know you won't win but let's let's floridian switch that around man do the like do everything in your power if you believe what she's saying i do to she said um at first she didn't want to be the voice for trayvon after he died mm -hmm. um but she decided that she had no choice and now um <clears throat> she's called to act, and she's called to serve. Mm -hmm. um, and I wish her nothing but the best and of great luck. And I just, the courage and the strength, you know, to to be a mother that she is in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. um, I can't imagine. I can't put it in words. I probably would have been broken down or would have been broken um, a long, long time ago. Um, but to see her still pushing on, to still being an activist, mm -hmm. you know, when something tragic happens in your life, to to try to you know change others' future, 
mm-hmm. you know, so that they won't go through it or to show them something different. Um, she's also not the only mother who was um, following the lead into to to get into politics. Hmm. Um, right, right, right. Le- Mike Brown's Leslie McSpadden, the mother of Michael Brown, um, who's also <sighs> shot by police in uh, Ferguson. Um, she ran for city council in Ferguson last month, but she did lose to Fran Griffin, a black woman who has been mm-hmm. involved in reform reform efforts since the death of um, Mike Brown. Um, but still, shout out to you, ladies. Like I said, it it takes a lot of strength and courage um, to move on, to even be in a spotlight of people to people who already know who you are and know who you're the mother uh, the mother of, mm-hmm. you know, and that's anybody. That's people who. Who, who probably cried because of your child. That's people who, who probably just said, all right, whatever, you know, that you that you lost a kid, you know, to, to be in that light, to want to put yourself in that platform. It takes a lot of strength. Um, and you are a true queen. So shout out to you. On the way, listeners, what are some approaches Floridians can take to ensure that Sabrina, that Sabrina Fulton gets voted into office? Tweet us at On The Way Weekly and let us know what you think. We're gonna go. And we'll be right back. Every day, cause you know this ain't made for, for nobody but you. You. You don't need nobody else. Is you trying to see me later? Sending pictures from my phone and flooding up your day to face. Cause I don't be waiting for, for nobody but you. It's a wrap. It's time to get out of here, but not before we leave you with some encouragement. Once again, you can find our quotes on our Twitter at Instinct, E-N-T-I-N-C, every Monday for some motivation. This week, our quote says, You cannot force a person to respect you, but you can refuse to be disrespected. I feel like this associates with setting boundaries. Um... Because sometimes we don't have boundaries up for oh, I got a word for this one. Go everyone, mm-hmm. and we should, mm-hmm. you know, just just because they're family or close friends and things of that nature. Especially family. Family always feels like they could like they could joke and could clown on you because that's my that's my sis, that's my cousin, that's my. But it's like, all right, well, I have feelings too, <laughs> and you're not gonna embarrass me in front of my significant other that I just brought over for Thanksgiving for the first time, oh. because <laughs> this and you sounds and you want to talk personal. about my stinky draw. Oh, this sounds very <laughs> personal, like you are reliving. No, I'm not, but okay. I, but it's a scenario that's that's true. Okay. Like you're not gonna be talking about an embarrassing moment in front of someone that I just introduced you to because you want to do a kiki and make a joke and make it funny. That's just disrespectful. Um, and it goes with, with, with significant others as well. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I won't tolerate certain things and actions from you. I don't care who you is, you know, it's all about boundaries because if you don't set those up, then someone's going to cross the line that you never drew in the first place. Mm -hmm. And that's when you want to wild out. It's very true. By then, it's kind of too late because you let a lot of things just slide. <laughs> very, very mm, silk. That's not. So, child, let me tell you, child. Child, let me tell you. Yeah, uh, I think that this, um, you going back to you can't control people. You can only control how you react to things. Right. And so, 
I don't know if you've ever been, you know, like any everybody's been disrespected, like very disrespected before. And you can't go back and change those things. You can only control how you move forward. And you have really, you've got to place those boundaries because if you don't, then you're creating an unsafe space for yourself Mm -hmm. because you're allowing yourself to maybe trust some or, or, or you're allowing trust to build in a situation where maybe you should be slow to build that trust. Exactly. And once that trust is violated, there's not, it's, it's done already. The feelings have been hurt, but if you don't do anything to let that person know like, Hey, that wasn't okay. Then they may feel sorry for a minute, but then they'll just keep coming back and finding more ways whether they recognize it or not to that are disrespectful to you that are that cause uh untrust between the two of you and i think trust is at the basis of any relationship friendship romantic whatever if you don't have trust then how can you move forward amen well if you're looking for me you can find me on instagram and on twitter at sylvie jones s-y-l-v-e-e-j-o-n-e-s and if you're looking for me, you can find me at The Bitter End on May the 31st on Friday. At The Bitter End on Friday, May 31st at 1030. We just had our first rehearsal last night. It's going to be so lit. You can also find me on the Instagram and the Twitter at K-A-H-L-I-L-X-D-A-N-I-E-L. And you can also find me on the Apple Music, the title, the Spotify, all under Khalil Daniel. Um, <clears throat> oh, I have a fitness tip advice. When you want to, so, so have a plan, like I told you last week, um, but switch up your routine every single time and make sure that when planning every time, at least because your body's going to get used to a certain routine, like I said before. So if your body gets used to it, then what are the the benefits? So I also feel like you should um, plan out how your week should go fitness wise like if i'm gonna work out twice this week i want to touch base on um these few body parts and these few body parts on two different days you know or three times you got things or things of that nature separate them breaking them up um but have a plan and to discipline yourself discipline is the number one key you will not go anywhere unless you are fully disciplined and committed to your goals and Figure out why you want to do this and understand that you are not going to get a certain place unless you take out certain habits. So that's where discipline comes in. Well, amen. And for everything you heard today, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash instinct, E-N-T-I-N-C, and on our website at instinctent.com slash on the way. And if you love what you hear, please make sure to like and subscribe to us on the Apple Podcast app. Leave a comment, rate, review, and let us know what you think. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks. Sylvie's going on vacation. You don't next have to week. see. <laughs> but you better come find me next Friday at the bitter end of May 31st at 1030. Looking forward to seeing you. Peace. Bye. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ye